Welcome to Pet Sitter Confessional. Today, we're brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. You run a serious business, but are your clients and potential clients serious about working with you? How do you vet clients appropriately and make sure that all expectations are set up front and understood by everybody involved? Today, we are super excited to have Carrie Ann Griffith, the Nashville kitty sitter, on the show to talk about how she creates and crafts her boutique cat care business, connects with the right clients, and helps them see the immense value that she brings to them, whether they know it or not. Let's get started. Sure. Um, I am Carrie Ann Griffith, and I am based in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am the CEO and the sole proprietor of Nashville Kitty Sitter. Um, we are based in Nashville, Tennessee, and we have a 10-mile radius, but I do um, also uh, travel fees for clients that live outside of my service area if they are interested in that. You know, I know the travel fees is something that comes up a lot in discussion mm-hmm. with pets. How did you how did you land on on travel fees versus you know expanding your service radius or or just saying no to people who are further away? Um, I think I did it for kind of not to weed out people, but just there's some people that just really really wanted pet care if they had a diabetic cat, for instance, and they lived 30 minutes away and they haven't been on vacation in three years and they couldn't find anybody to watch their cat and they didn't care how much the travel fee was. They wanted to use my company. And I said, you know what? That's fine. We can do that for you. And it just kind of started happening more often. And um, so if they are serious about that, then I'll, then I'll take them on as a client. Yeah, is that is that a is that a set fee? Is it an extra mile mileage rate, or how do you calculate what that charges after they go beyond that ten mile? So I do a um, a mileage fee, and it it really does help um, weed people out for sure. And and I think mm-hmm. that that's that's part of what we get to do is is go okay. The client has asked me to do something. Like, how mm-hmm. serious are they about this? Are they serious enough to pay money for it? Okay, that's one mm-hmm. thing. Are they serious enough to pay more money for this extra service? You know, I tend to say some things like, you know, ridiculous asks get ridiculous prices because it's yeah. just, you know, we got to have to make it worth it. Yeah. And I've had clients reach out to me that are, you know, an hour away and I have to say to them, well, this is how much it would cost. And I really don't think it's, you know, feasible for either of us. It doesn't really make any sense. It would just be, you know, an, an outrageous amount of money. But I do know some professionals that live in your area and service your area that I can send to you. Hmm. So that's kind of how I help them in a way. So how did you get started in this, Ann? Well, I had been doing a little bit of pet sitting here and there, um, probably like the year prior to me starting. Um, and after the pandemic, um, things had just kind of for everybody gotten kind of different. And a lot of people were adopting pets and were going back to work and had their, um, even cats were very upset that their parents had to go back to work and were very needy. And, um, so I started pet sitting for a lot of people in my apartment building. Um, their cats and they were like, Hey, like, did you ever think about doing this like as a side gig? And I was like, I don't know, like maybe, (laughs) (laughs) um, I have no idea. 
Um, sure. Why not? Um, and so when I started my company in January of 2022, um, I had done it for just like a part-time business uh, up until November of last year. And I just started getting busier and busier. And I was like, okay, this could be a thing. Hmm. Like, this is really awesome. I really love this. And so how, how are you finding clients? Because um, you, am I correct in understanding that you focus solely on cats uh, as, a, as a business? I sure do. I sure okay. do. Yes, I'm a cat mom of, of two rescue girls. And um, so it just made sense for me. And I wanted to have like a more of a boutique style niche business um, and learn everything I can about uh, caring for cats. It was really important to me to be uh, a source for my clients. Uh, and a lot of times I'll get uh, texts or emails from them saying, hey, this is going on with my cat. What do I do? And uh, sometimes I'm like, well, I'm not a vet, so <laughs> I can't really give you <laughs> a straight answer. So you should probably contact somebody um, at your veterinary office. They might be able to help you better with that. Um, but it feels yeah. good that they think that I can <laughs> I can help them with that stuff. Um, yeah. But I really honestly started listening to your podcast when I first um, started my business and I've learned so much. So thank you. No. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Um, just really like the boots to the ground marketing and going to all the apartment complexes in the city and uh, giving them my uh, postcards with all my information on it. And I started just getting people inquiring about my business and asking me, um, to come cat sit for them. So that was kind of how it all started there. Yeah, it just takes some some little steps and and a few good connections. And and I think too yeah. too often I know, especially I do, of like I've got to talk to everybody, I've got to get be everywhere all the time and everything. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. and really pulling that back and going, no, I just need to really focus on making one or two quality connections with like one or two good apartments or one or two vet offices or one or two, not only is it more manageable, but the better the relationship with that person, the better referrals you get too. I found of when I can really sit and talk, because we we know all the vets in our areas. Some Mm -hmm. of them know intimately what we do because we talk to them all the time. Others have no clue. Like they're just like, I don't know, go talk to these people. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't even, you know, we get these referrals and they say, so-and-so a vet talked to, you know, told us to call you. And I'm like, why? I don't do any of that. Why is what? What, what is it? <laughs> yeah, you're like who? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like we're not a like straight up boarding facility or a doggy daycare. Like you know, just things that are totally off the wall. And you're like, no. Like I have people call me for cat boarding, and I'm like, no. It has nowhere on my. I mean, it has nowhere on my website that says that I do cat boarding, but. You know, <laughs> well, so how, do, how do you how do you handle that conversation when people call you for catboarding? Um, well, I usually tell them first off, uh, that's not something that I offer. Um, and then I will send them to either um a actual catboarding facility. Uh, there's one in town that I I trust, or um, send them to a professional that does boarding in their home. Um, but. I don't always recommend it just because cats are so good at being in their own environment and around their own stuff. They get a little stressed, but say the client's, you know, going away for six months. um, Mm. It's kind of a hard thing to do drop-ins for six months. So it doesn't really make sense. 
Yeah, or sometimes I we get phone calls from people they're having their house fumigated, right? And their pet yes. can't stay yes. in, or you know, they're doing a big renovation. And so I, yes. I, I for me, a lot of times my first reaction is when they call asking for a service I don't offer, it's like, oh gosh, don't they know? Like, oh what like I can't get upset. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then having to take that moment to just go, no, the, I need them to tell me like, okay, tell me more about why you're needing that service, or you know, what would be an excellent outcome for you. And they say, right. uh, yeah, I have to. I'm going over. I'm taking a, a month and a half long trip, or you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm you know have to be gone for six months, or I'm having my house fumigated or renovated. You go, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, no, I can't, I can't help you with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I usually go, well, what exactly you're looking for, and sometimes they don't even. No, they were like, oh, well, I want my cat boarded. But then when you talk to them more, it's like, I don't really think that's exactly what they're looking for. Like, I think drop-in visits would be a better fit for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so powerful to ask that question and have them try and explain to you and define to you what they're looking for. Because yes. then we can really go, okay, like they're saying some key words here. They're saying um, some things that are a little confusing. So I've got some follow-up questions and now I can maybe guide them too. And especially Kirian, how you said, like, you want to be a resource to people. So, I, you yes. know, if somebody calls you asking for something and, you know, it's like, oh, no, that actually isn't a good fit. And here, let me explain why and, and then be okay with them going, you know, at the end of the day, they may still go, no, I don't want that. And having go, right. well, I've, I've done what I can. Right. Yeah. Um, I just had a, a, a woman reach out to me and she had an elderly cat that needed sub-Q fluids. And that's something that I don't know how to do. Um, and so I said to her, you know, I was just straight up with her and I said, that's something that I am not familiar with. I'm not the right fit, but I can recommend this person to you that can do that for you. Um, and I always try to recommend somebody else. I don't always, I I don't like to leave a client and just say, I'm sorry, I can't help you and hang up. Like, I just think that's just not the best, I guess, practice, um, as a business owner, I just I always want to leave them with somebody else that they can go to. Yeah, be basically, I am either a stop sign or a guidepost, yes. right? That's that's I I how kind of we can view ourselves of mm-hmm. I I'm either the 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 last stop for them, uh, or I need to be able to point them to somewhere else. And sometimes the point yeah. to sources, you know, uh, just. I might not have anybody specific in mind, but I can mm-hmm. give some like, okay, um, I don't know of anybody in your area, but here are three to four things that you need to ask anybody that you call. Or here's good right. signs of a company, kind of, at least, again, this more education uh, along that way. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And usually they're very appreciative and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. No one else has helped us. Like we're, we called a million places and they're just like, sorry, can't help you. <laughs> so, um, you know, they have a problem and, and they want somebody to solve it. And so I try to help as much as I possibly can. Earlier, you described the, your desire to run a more of a uh, boutique style company. What is, what does that mean to you? Um, well, running a boutique style company doesn't necessarily mean, um, I guess when you go to a boutique store, sometimes they're very high prices and very like luxury goods, but that doesn't necessarily mean um, that for me. Um, I just think really going above and beyond and just really noticing all the really small details with their pets and making sure that the client is like very well in the loop with me. Um, you know, if I notice something is off with their cat, I'm going to say, Hey, this is something's weird. I'm, I'm not 
I'm not okay with this. Like, I, I think we might need to, you know, call a vet or whatever. Like, I'm just very overly uh, attentive to mm. to all their their pets. Yeah, you know, when I think of a that word, I it's a you know usually small shops, but what's really cool about them is that mm-hmm. they're specialized, right? They only yes. carry a few lines of each item, so that kind of gets mm-hmm. back to what you were saying earlier of going, yeah, I wanted to specialize in cats mostly because like you have a passion for them, you have two rescued ones, like you yeah. yourself rescued one from a little from a car, so like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, you're passionate about this, I but am. also it 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 makes the the information scope a lot more manageable and you can really become an expert in what's going on and, and the, and the topic that you're, that you're needing, you know, so it, it kind of helps bring it all, all full circle to go, look, this, uh, my, uh, my focus is narrow, but my, my, my knowledge is deep in, in what I'm dealing with. Yes. And I, I'm always sending out newsletters or I'll post a blog about, you know, these are great cat dishes because, you know, whisker fatigue is a real thing and people go, oh my gosh, we had no idea. Like, you know, (laughs) like, and that makes me happy that they're like getting all this information. And I even had a client say like, we love when you send newsletters out um, and, you know, send us a bunch of information we had no idea about. Like it really, it's really helped us um, give a better care to our cats. So. Your newsletters, are you sending those to only existing clients or do you have a, a lead magnet on your website? So you're kind of talking to a bunch of different people. Um, as of now, I'm just sending it through. Um, I use Time to Pet. And so okay. I'm just uh, sending it through uh, Time to Pet um, to all of my existing clients. Yeah. It's so fantastic to do that because you continue that conversation with them. And, yes. and it really is just another touch point because I know for mm-hmm. us, like we've got, a, we've got a lot of clients that maybe only use us for one week a year when they travel for Christmas. Right. And so yep. it's then like, how do I stay top of mind for 51 weeks out of the year? <laughs> like, how do yeah. I? And so it's like these newsletters direct to clients. And also, I don't, I don't, I don't know about, about you, Carrie Ann, but like it kind of changes what we can talk about of like, yeah. this is only to my clients. And you get some information and we can have a little bit of a deeper relationship here than yes. what social media can convey or, or other avenues. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, they really appreciate all the different topics they they've told me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty pretty awesome that they're loving those um, those news newsletters that I send out. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be; they don't have to be in depth. You're not writing a book each time. It can no. be <laughs> <laughs> no. How, how often are no. you sending out those newsletters? Um, I try to do one like once a month, and then as far as like, I'll put put my blog like on my um it's at the bottom of my website i'm trying to do one for every season and have like a different topic like um flee and take prevention for the summer because we're in the deep south so um flea and ticks are year-round here so (laughs) i try to tell hey like you could you know you could come from anywhere even though you have an indoor cat so (laughs) it happens i've seen it Yeah, and it's important to to not get caught up with with um you know oh I've got to be doing you know I, like I got to do this daily or I got to do this weekly or I got to do this monthly. It's like whatever you know whatever's manageable for you, right? That you yes. can be consistent with is so important because if you pick a cadence where 
you start putting something out every week or even every month and you're really busy, the quality is going to slip. People won't be valuing these as much. And so kind of having a every season or every quarter sending these things out, these blogs, like you really have time to flush this out, make it really beneficial to people instead of just a throwaway piece of information. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I feel like if I was doing it so often, people would just be like, oh, it's another newsletter. Like instead of being like, wow, like this is great. We haven't seen one in a couple months. Like, I wonder what this is about. Oh, you know, so it kind of, it has a little bit of scarcity to it then, doesn't it? Of Mm -hmm. it's something that people can look forward to of, of, (laughs) oh, I see this. I know there's going to be gold in this. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it kind of gives a little bit of anticipation there. You mentioned that you're kind of running this, this boutique, this, this premium service. Uh, Do you, do you find it difficult to, to sell that to potential clients when they call you? Um, honestly, no. Um, I, I feel like I am constantly learning and constantly trying to gain as much knowledge as possible. Um, and then also like when I do meet and greets, I always come in with, I made a, like kind of a makeshift slideshow and I show them my liability insurance and I'll show them my certificate for being a professional pet sitter and I show them my background check and all these things so that like, they know that like I'm a serious business and, um, oh. you know, these, all these things are very important to me and they should ho- hopefully help the the client feel somewhat a, a peace of mind um, when they are hiring, hiring me for a service. Some of those things of, as we actually just got an email the other day of somebody who said, Hey, I see all these things on your website, like insurance and, and you know, letters and certifications. What do those actually mean for me? And right. it was like, and going, yeah, right. Like people, people don't know why being pet first aid and CPR is beneficial. Yeah. Like they yeah. see that and they go, okay, what does that get me? What does that get my cat? And so us as the business owner going, okay, let me translate this a little Mm -hmm. bit more into some information that you can, you know, can, can work with actually. Instead of just throwing a bunch of acronyms at people. Yeah. I actually had a client say, I didn't know you could give cats pet CPR. And I was like, yeah, it's very, very different than giving a CPR to a dog. Um, (laughs) So I was like, yeah, you actually can. (laughs) Have you heard of Time to Pet? Claire from Acting Critter Sitters has this to say. Time to Pet has honestly revolutionized how we do business. My sitters can work much more independently because they have ongoing access to customer and pet information without relying on me. I save hours upon hours of administrative time on billing, processing payments, and generating paychecks. If you're looking for new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confessional. Too often, you know, we can get caught up with, well, I know what this means for me, right? Mm-hmm. And and not and not be customer focused in, they have no idea. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. do, do, when people contact you, what's their typical background? Have they used a pet sitter before? Or do they, you know, have they used friends and family? Kind of where, where do you find people meeting you? So a lot of people haven't used a professional pet sitting service before, um, or they've used you know, a sister or a brother, or they bring their cats to their grandma or, you know, something like that. And, or they've used another uh, service in town and they don't like, they don't want several different people coming in their home yeah. at the same time, because uh, my cat is very skittish and the consistency with knowing that I'm the owner and the solo sitter. 
they're going to get the same person every single time. And that, that has really been a huge deal to a lot of my, um, we'll say helicopter cat moms like myself. Um, (laughs) it's been a huge game changer for them. They're like, we just, we love that. Like that is just huge for us. So, um, that's really, really important for, I guess, people that have the same mindset as I do with their pets. Yeah. And, and being able to find those, I mean, I, I call them pain points, but they're, they're mm-hmm. concerns for that client and really yeah. being able to speak to that directly. And mm-hmm. uh, that's why those early questions are so important to get to yeah. know that client before you even start talking about pricing or anything like that or service, like get to right. know why they're calling you. Right? It's, and sometimes right. it's, well, I don't like, no, like, sometimes it's, well, they just Googled the first thing, you know, and called the first person and they don't know, they don't know, yeah. you know from Adam, they're just calling somebody and you picked up. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, like I can work with that. But when you find people who go, yeah, I used another service or I used to use my mom and I, I re- I'm really looking for something more, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's at the end of the day, that's what they're trying to convey this moreness. And then we can step in and go, more like let me tell you yeah what it's like possible. here we go you ready <laughs> like like i have clients be like please please don't vacuum you don't have to vacuum i'm like but i love to vacuum <laughs> like it's gonna happen <laughs> like sorry <laughs> even yeah. yesterday um my client was like and you vacuum all the time please don't do it i was like it's fine this is how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> Since you love to vacuum, Carrie Ann, do you have a favorite vacuum or maybe one that you, when you see in a client's home, you like grit your teeth in despair because you don't like it? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of ridiculous. I just bought a shark um, wand vac specifically for my business to bring to clients' homes. Like, oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> yes. I, love I was it. like... Okay, we're we're stepping up our game. No, I mean sometimes yeah. they have the big clunky like vacuums, and like I had a client that was like, "I'm so sorry, like we're about to leave, but the vacuum doesn't work anymore." And so I just kind of made that decision. I was like, "I'm just going to start bringing my own." Yeah. So, well, yeah. that's consistency too. Like <laughs> yeah, the number of times yeah. that I would, I'll go to you go to use a vacuum, and you're like, "Huh, there's no suction to this." Oh, a, it's crammed full of hair, and yes. b, like it's like I know I, I've gotten really good at breaking down a vacuum and fighting all the hidden filters and stuff. And yeah. you're like, I, this thing has never been, they don't even know this exists. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, like, this is ter- <laughs> terrible. Yeah. It's like, this is like 10 years of like, you know, filter gunk. And it's like, yeah, we're just, I'm just going to go ahead and bring my own. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, that's, a, that's part of that refinement process of what yeah. do my services do? What, what are my services? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to have to be spending 15 minutes breaking down, scrubbing out, emptying out some nasty old vacuum cleaner to try yeah. and desperately, you know, tepidly vacuum up the litter. You want to be yeah. able to do, get that done so you can focus on other things. And it's Absolutely. about what are my priorities in this visit? And so if my priority is quality time with the cat, everything else needs to be shaped around my ability to do that, including right. bringing my own vacuum. So I know when I plug this in, it's going to work and I don't have to sit there and futz around and find the backup and empty it and like, yeah. Like it's it, because then it's like I'm not here to be a vacuum repairman. Like I'm not. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. And like your, you know, time is valuable. And if say you only have a 30 minute drop in visit, and I'm spending 15 minutes trying to fuss with the vacuum, like that's not that's not good for you know what the client's expecting you to be there for. So. Yeah, and meeting those client expectations. Again, this yeah. back to what does it mean to be, you know, premium, to be boutique? Yeah. It's there's some high expectations for the service Absolutely. that you're getting here. And when you walk Absolutely. in and, you know, it's 
it's even things down to, you know, you know, you're asking a bunch of questions that I'm sure they've never thought that would be asked of them, of their, during yeah. you know, uh, the onboarding. And you're like, oh, and also I bring my own vacuum. And like, what? Yeah. What? What? Wait, yeah. What they're that? like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. I got it. So like, yeah, I, it's sitting there with the dustpan and whatever. Like it just, it made more sense um, to just, to do that for, for my company and save time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and so I know that when when clients come on board with you and you're going through the onboarding process, you have, you you charge for meet and greets. T- talk to us about kind of how your decision to landed on that. Well, um, I charge for meet and greets solely because I wanted to make sure that people were really serious. Because um, in our area in Nashville, um, we do have a lot of. Uh, people who use, you know, a, a neighbor or friend or whoever. And, um, I just thought that it would help me once again, kind of get to the people who are really serious about hiring a professional sitter. And then I also do, uh, I include a lockbox with the fee and they yeah. love that. They're like, Oh my God, a lockbox. This is for me. I like, they try to give it back to me and I'm like, no, that's for you to keep. And they're like, Oh my gosh. Like, they think they won the lottery or something. Sometimes it's really funny. And I'm like, it's just a lockbox, but okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's cute. Like, I love that they get excited about a lockbox, but yeah, I'm like, it's, it's included. And I think it's important because, um, it, I think also shows like your professionalism and seriousness about your business. Hmm. And it's, it, you take time to plan. At least I know we probably both do your day around like, okay, I've got a meet and greet. Like yesterday I had to do a quick meet and greet because a client that I have had moved to a different apartment and I wanted to make sure that I knew where everything was before they were leaving again. So, um, I just, I just decided that that was a good thing. And plus if I have travel clients, um, you know, wear and tear on your car and gas and all those things, um, it just helps kind of cushion that, uh, you know, car issue <laughs> as well. Yeah. Well, I, I know a lot of people do get frustrated of, oh, I'm just getting price shoppers coming through yeah. my doors. And, yes, and I do yes. all these, meet, you know, I do all these meet and greets and then, mm-hmm. you know, 1% book me or I don't know, or they say, oh, I found somebody else or they change yeah. their mind and going, well, one way to get around that is to have them pay, have that fee there as, as a yes. barrier to your company. And when we have that mindset of, Oh, I don't, no barriers, right? I want everybody. I want yeah. everybody. I, I yeah. want it easy to come into my company. Yeah. And while that is true, if we want to make sure that it's not like, like terrible, a terrible experience, yeah. we, having some small barriers to people that they have to jump over mm-hmm. does speak to that level of commitment and intentionality of using our business. Yeah. And it, it acts as a filter and screening. So we're not wasting our time, right? That's, right. that's a huge aspect of, of why that kind of thing is important. It's very important. Yeah. I feel like it's been a great tool for me. Um, not because of the money or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just think that people um also value you as a company when they know you're charging for a service up front and they go, Okay, these people are really serious about what they're doing. When you when you talk to people about that process, do you get pushback from from that fee at all? I honestly never have. Okay. Which is like shocking. Um but I've definitely got the price shoppers or people have called me in a, our cats are canceled panic. And then I go back and forth with them and we play phone tag and I 
try to help them out. And then I get, oh, well, my neighbor's going to watch them. So I get stuff like that. And I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to happen. But I really haven't gotten any pushback. Yeah. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather have a few email conversations back and forth with somebody and then they go with their neighbor than me get to do the meet and greet, go through that whole process, do all mm-hmm. the review, the planning, the scheduling right. around and them go, yeah. ah, I'm, I'm fine. You're like, I'm oh, good. Okay. <laughs> You're like, like oh, oh. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's going to happen. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, you know, it's never a hundred percent, right? That's the other mm-hmm. thing of, of in business and in life, there's never a 100% guarantee of anything working out perfectly, right? It's like, oh yeah, follow. It's, it's not, the formula is not, okay, if you don't ever want to have price hoppers or people wasting your time, implement, you know, charging for the meet and greet and that will solve it right. completely. No, right. there were there are some people. I know we have the kind of clients who are like, okay, you know, twenty five bucks for a meet and greet, you know, thirty. Okay, fine, whatever. I don't care. Like, just let's make this work. And then oh, they yeah. change their mind. Like, it's nothing to them. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And but so it's like you'll never get, you'll never fully vet those people out of of your process. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, it's just it's just part of what we do in our business. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know with with cats, there's a lot of misconceptions around them and the kind of care that they need. You know, honestly, you know, growing up, it was not uncommon for family and friends, you know, leave a cat for three days or, you know, come over every three days or something like that. Um, Thankfully, we have seen a lot of change in that over the last several years, just from our business perspective. You know, when Megan and I first started almost 12 years ago, like we got no calls for cats. Nobody wanted cats. And now it's like, Wow, do people want us to stay there for an hour or come over t- for twice a day for two hours to see their cat. This is amazing. Like I'm really happy about it. But there yeah. are those misconceptions that people have about about their cats. Do you I mean, do you encounter that kind of stuff these days? Yeah. Um, so it, it's really funny. Um, I have a great client and she's also a great friend too. Um, she she will actually have me come over for playtime with her cat. She's like, can you just, I'm at work all day. Can you just come play with him? <laughs> and I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, like an hour, just come like play with him and make sure he's like happy and good. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, that's great. Like, and I love those. Cl- those are the, those are my people. <laughs> like yeah. that's what, that's what I would do. And like, I mean, I, I, I tell people on my, my making greats too. Like I'm running this company. I started this company as if I was hiring somebody to watch my girls, like that's my mm. biggest thing. And so like, I would hire somebody to come and play with my cats. <laughs> I just <laughs> want to make sure they're happy. They're my kids. So <laughs> yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely seen a lot of that. And, um, you know, people really caring a lot more about leaving their pets for vacation and wanting the professional pet sitter and the twice a day drop in visits and, and all that. So yeah, definitely have. <laughs> Do do you find it's because they emotionally want their pet taken care of, or are they are they worried about emergencies and things that happen in their home, or is it a you know combination of both? Uh, it's more of a combination of both, definitely. Um, yeah. And a lot of my uh, clients adopted cats during the pandemic, and so they're all like pandemic kitties, and they're like very attached to their parents. And so when they leave, they're like you know crying and freaked out. Um, the cats usually are um, just very well. The clients maybe sometimes too <laughs> very upset, but that's also how I am. So um, yeah. 
Yeah, they uh, they just know their cats. And then when I do the meet and greet, I'm like, yeah, this cat could definitely benefit for an hour. They just they just want to sit next to you and cuddle, and that's all they care about. So yeah, yeah, you get a sense for that. I mean, that's why that meet and greet is so important. Just gotta oh, get a temperament so testing and figure yes. out what this cat's going to do. And then also once you get to know that cat, like I've ha- I've had those where we're like, okay, yeah, we'll you know, we'll do that. You know, come over for thirty minutes, and then I'll be fine. Yeah. And man, you open that door, and that cat just comes flying at you like there's a person. Like oh my goodness, and you go, okay, maybe we need to you know increase our time. Our time here, and and not being afraid to to tell that to the client, if, yeah. you know, it's and because I know a lot of times we stop, we don't, we may be fearful of recommending more services because we don't want to come across as like I'm not, a, as, I'm not saying this because I want more money from you, but yeah, I, I'm saying this because I I think I really think the cat's going to benefit, and we kind of yeah. have. I have those internal battles. I don't know about you, but of going. Yes, like, I do. I, oh, I, I I feel like they could, but I don't want to come across as just you know money grubbing or you know this kind of yeah. things. And and so, but that's where that relationship comes in. So when you make those kind of recommendations, people have that have that trust in you that it's in their best interest. Yeah, absolutely. And I that I'm the same way. I'm like I'm not doing this because I want you know more money from you. I just like I really know that your cat would be so happy to have that extra time and. um you know, sometimes I don't want to like overstep my boundaries or I'm like, yeah, like, you know, you could book an hour. It's like, it's not that it's, I want your cat to be happy. I know they love people. And if they're crying when I leave, which a lot of them do, I can hear them oh. crying and I'm like, yeah. it kills me. I'm oh. like, they're so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I totally get that. <laughs> Our friends at Pepperonials make it easy to send a heartfelt condolence gift directly to someone with a broken heart. They have this awesome direct-to-consumer gift model that takes the effort off of us and ensures a thoughtful, personalized sympathy gift reaches your clients or employees on your behalf. All gift packages include a handwritten card, colorful gift wrap, and shipping fees across both the U.S. and Canada. They also offer an array of milestone gifts and greeting cards that can be sent to celebrate birthdays, extend get-well wishes, and welcome new and rescued pets. Additionally, there are gift choices in case you need to send a sympathy gift in memory of a special human client or celebrate a pregnancy, engagement, or wedding of a pet lover. If you're interested, register for a free business gift perks account to unlock the all-inclusive discounted package prices. Since the service is used on an as-need basis, there are no monthly or annual obligations or minimum purchases. Learn more at PetPerennials.com, check out their business programs, or register for that free gift perks account by using the link in the show notes. Part of that preparation for when they leave is about it's about getting to know their temperament, understanding the client's expectations, and, and also having conversations and and setting them up for for when emergencies do happen, right? Because that's mm-hmm. that's always an unpleasant part of that conversation of like yes. worst case scenario kind of stuff. And sure. and I know that you know you've you've had a, a you know, recent awful experience, Carrie yeah. Ann, and kind of wanted you to to talk about that and and kind of how that's changed some conversations that you've had with clients. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I think I've always had somewhat of an emergency situation, but not to that extent. Um, I, I've always asked clients to leave carriers out where they're accessible. Um, if there is an emergency, I don't want to be looking for it and already in like a state of panic. Um, and then I'll also ask them to, if they've got a neighbor or someone close by that they trust, and I can't get to the pet that that's why I mainly implemented the lock boxes that if they know the lock box code or whoever, they can also mm. get to the pets and get um, inside and get them. If there's 
you know, a severe emergency, like, uh, like a fire. So it's someone that it's a local, a local, uh, emergency, uh, person, not somebody that's on, going on vacation with you. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's always, you have to check that like, okay, thank you for filling out the emergency contact. Will that person be traveling with you at all? Right. And making- right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they'll put their spouse and I'm like, no, I need someone that's like actually going to be here. So, um, yeah, it's been a, a lot of different little things that I, I think of, um, every day to kind of up my emergency plan, but you can't really ever be fully prepared for some things that are out of your hands. Um, you know, emergencies that happen at, you know, the early morning hours, um, when you're only doing drop-in visits. Um, you, you, you did have a client who had a fire at their mm-hmm. home, right? And it was, it was early and you had checked on them the day before, you know, how, how did you learn about that and, and know that the fire had taken place? Um, my, my client had texted me at like, I believe it was like six in the morning to let me know. Um, and so I basically like rolled out of bed, like instantly, like I was still basically in my pajamas and drove there as fast as I could. And, um, to be there, uh, and she was out of town at the time in a, visiting family in a different state. So that's, that's the only reason why I knew it happened. I basically dropped everything I was doing to help that client because I knew that if I was in that situation, I would have done the same thing. Like I would have a hundred percent done that for any of my clients. Like if that was me and my cats, like I, I can't even imagine. I, and I, and my older cat and I did go through a tornado here in Nashville in, in 2020. And so, um, you know, being in a real life emergency situation is never fun. And it's, it's scary, especially when the client's not even close to, to home. Yeah. Well, and it's so, it's so, um, it's so terrifying, especially when there's like, there's no control over that situation, right? There's nope. like, that's the, that's one of those like worst, truly worst case scenarios. You're at a client's home fire mm-hmm. overnight pet inside and yep. there's like no amount of coulda shoulda woulda maybe what if kind yeah. of stuff will make it yeah. like there's no you know because we talk a lot about like okay emergency preparedness when the emergency yep. happens like review and, and make a different policy for next time and it's like right for for what right like there's yeah. nothing i could have done here yeah especially like having that severe of an emergency in my first year of like full-time pet sitting was just like oh. Oh my gosh. Like just this heartbreaking, like just, that's the worst thing ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't anything that I really honestly could have done. And, and, um, you know, the client knows that. And if I could have, I would have, um, in a second. So, yeah. How, how how have you continued to process that though? Um, you know, cause, and, and walking into and, and out of visits each day. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. Um, it still really stresses me out. Um, I think my anxiety level has really gone up a lot. Um, just because of going through that and just thinking, oh my God, is this going to happen again? Hope to God it doesn't, but you know, it's definitely a, a, a real thing. And just being overly OCD about things, about triple checking doors and triple checking the lockbox and just, I mean, I even put, locks on my uh stove 
so that my cats can't turn anything on. Um, and just kind of trying to relay that to my clients too. Like, Hey, like, you know, baby locks are great. Like you've got a jumper, like they could turn appliances on things like that. So just trying to kind of take it from that angle as well. Yeah. Encouraging clients to do stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. Again, and I that, see things. Yeah. That I'm just like, oh yeah, this is not good. So like, wow. I'll go and like fix it myself. Cause I'm like this, this could be bad. <laughs> oh, cords are a major one where I like you yes. walk in and there's just like a rat's nest of cables on the floor mm-hmm. and you're like, huh, well let's make this disappear quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, um, just like, oh, there's a bowl full of chocolates. Like let's make this oh. go into the cabinet. And it just stresses me out. I'm like, just trying to save you from a vet bill or like hair ties or any, like cats love all that stuff. So it's like, oh, oh God. Yeah. Well, well, that's, you know, it sounds like a great, um, almost like a pre-flight checklist to send to clients of like, hey, now you're going on a trip. Um, Don't forget, here's these things. Here's, please have this on hand. Please lock this away. Please make sure this isn't there. It's like, that way, you know, like we're doing everything we can. At the end of the day, we still may have to accept that something may happen that just can't control. But uh, what, you know, is there something? And then at the end, you have to, you know, break yourself from that responsibility and go, okay, I have done everything I can. And it was still a terrible outcome. It was like, nobody wants that. There's, I can't do any more. And, 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 that's a that's a tough place to be at with our business. And no matter what the situation is, it could be yeah. marketing, it could be losing a client, it could be whatever, but like recognizing my agency only extends so far. And then right. it's be it's out of my control at that point. Which is a small business owner is terrifying because we, yeah. we we kind of like control, uh, you know, and being able yeah. to do things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of a control freak. I really like to like be my own boss and like tell other people what to do, even though it's just myself. <laughs> but, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, you know, you started off by introducing yourself as the, the CEO, right, of this. I and, am. And, and yeah. Going, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I am. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I wear all the hats. I do all the things. <laughs> There's nobody else. It's me, myself, and I. <laughs> it's okay, though. Right. Well, you know, because again, you said, you mentioned that that's a huge benefit to a lot of your clients is having yes. that consistency, having yes. that same thing and, and, and really going, no, that's a strength of mine. That is mm-hmm. a, something that I and, and pretty much, you know, only I in my area can provide and and not getting tied up in, you know, could again, this could have, should have, would have kind of thing going, no, right. here I am. What are my strengths? How can I serve my clients best? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And they, and it's not even me like voicing that. Obviously I tell them like, you know, I'm a solo sitter. It's going to be me that you're going to get every single time. They voice it before I even say anything. Oh. They're like, we love this. Just you like that. You're going to always be with our cat. Like it's not going to be like some other person that's coming in. And I'm like, and that's really important to, I feel like a lot of the cat people like are just very um into that idea of my company that I do that for my company. And that's what I stand for. Yeah, it, it is. And it's, it's about connecting with them like that. It's about bringing them into that experience. You know, one of the, uh, one of your recent social media posts, uh, you talk about, you have a picture of a beautiful looking uh, litter box, right? And you said, cleanest litter always, right? <laughs> it is beautiful. <laughs> and, but I think that kind of thing is really important because yeah. like, like clients don't know what they don't know, right? They disappear right. for a week or two weeks and then they show right. back up. And that's like, I don't want them to only at that point 
find out what an amazing job that I've been doing. I would like right. for them to know the entire time that they're gone. <laughs> oh, they get a picture of like literally everything. I'm like, you know, all the doors are closed and the litter boxes are clean and this uh. is their, what their food looks like. And like, I am very diligent when it comes to that. Like, that's very important to me. Like I want them to know this is what it looked like when I left. So when you come back, I don't know what it's <laughs> going to look like, but this is how I left it. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. it's it's part yeah part covering our butt but two letting them know like we're doing quality work while you're away like yeah. there's multiple and facets I'm, to that yes and i'm super OCD about it like the, like i always clean off like the mats like they have to be like very nice and clean like i want their bowls to be clean like everything is tidy and it's yeah. important. And I have a lot of nurses and doctors that um, are clients and a lot of them are like, Hey, no shoes in the house. Like yeah. they're like, that's, we're not about that life. And I'm like, I get it. You work in a hospital. Like, absolutely. So just yeah. anything that they ask of me, I I'm going to do it. I really, I really don't have any reservations about it unless it's something crazy, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not yet. We'll, yeah, okay, we'd find yeah. those boundaries. So I'm like, nah, that's right. too much. Like, we'll bring, yeah. that, we'll bring <laughs> yeah. that back a little bit. But that's, again, part of what we decisions we get to make. Exactly. Yep. You have, you have a background in entertainment. Uh, and I, and I, I, I was curious, kind of, what tie-ins, if any, do you see between your background in entertainment and kind of how you make this an experience for clients? It's quite the experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, I feel like my strong suits really are like my meet and greets because um, I always had to be kind of like, I I was the lead singer um, in multiple bands for years and years. And so I was always like the front person. And I feel like in my business, I have to be the front person and kind of like lead like the meet and greet. Cause it's, it's just me, but, um, just honestly, uh, I feel like even for music, it was kind of almost like a sales background. Um, so in a way I'm in sales still, but selling my, my company, I guess, um, and my yeah. services. So, um, I worked on Broadway for 11 years and we work for tips. And so, um, I feel like that really helped me get more comfortable with doing a meet and greet and, um, talking about exactly what I do and what I can offer for, for clients. And I sing to their cats and, and whatnot. And I'm sure they see me on the cameras and they're just like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. And to make up songs for yeah. them. It's really embarrassing, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Do you you send them those videos or do you kind of just hope that they Um, don't know what's going on? Sometimes. Sometimes I do. Um, Yeah. And I'll always, I always send them videos of like cute stuff that they're doing or like if they're, you know, cuddling with me or, or whatnot and they love it. They just, they love the pictures and and all that. So they feel like um, one of my clients said, I feel like I'm there and I get to see like, what he's doing like during the day when I'm not there, like it's really awesome. We love it. So that, that's probably one of the single highest praises you can get from a client of I, I know. feel like I'm there, right? Like Yeah. So she said, I love the updates you send and the pictures makes me feel like I get a little window into the day into his day while I'm away. Yes. So yeah. sweet. I was like, it, and it, well, because okay. again, like our jobs are to be there when the clients aren't. 
And so yeah. they, they don't get to experience what we do. Yeah. And, and I know it can be frustrating going, oh, you know, they never say thank you, or I don't feel like they fully appreciate me. Well, it mm-hmm. is hard for them to do that because it, they're so remote because they don't get to watch yeah. you unless they're literally watching you on a camera, which is a whole other story. <laughs> Sorry, but, but, but thinking like, how can I make this here and yeah. now? And how can I really bring them into my time? Because that's what yeah. that is of like, they don't know what they don't know. And right. and that's one of the hardest parts to get across to to people in the industry. And, you know, when, we're, when I'm training staff members of like, they don't know. The clients have right. no idea unless we yeah. tell them, unless we show them the amazing litter box. And I, mm-hmm. the number of people, looks people go like, you want me to take a picture of the litter box? I'm like, you're darn right I do. Because. They, oh, I do. I've always yeah. done that. I'm like, I, you know, I want to see a clean litter box at my house when I hire a professional. Like that's yeah. important to me. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else cares, but. They probably do. <laughs> we do. Well, because we, it's like, okay, I, I cleaned the litter box, but it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but what does that mean? But did, did you, you? Did you? Exactly. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's where we go. I don't, I don't begrudge people for not, for, for questioning that because right. I question things all the time. Right. Right. Like, you can car- say you did this, this, and this all day long when you come for a visit, but to, you know, show people in pictures at every visit is a whole different game. Like, yeah. They, you know, they really do appreciate that. Like, oh, wow, they are doing their job. Yeah. And, and finding and, te- and telling that story too, and, and, right. and bringing them into that and making them part of it, you know, like it's, it really is, it's finding good action shots. It's finding, and part of these, you know, some, some of the photos that you, that you post, <laughs> Carrie Ann, it's like, it's like, oh, here's this cat, you know, sitting by a faucet with a cup of water. It's like, I guarantee that that's, that, that picture just made the client's day because they knew, yeah. oh, that my cat does that all the time. They, you know, they they know exactly. You know, that's their personality, and yeah. that's telling part of that story. Yeah, that's that's Greta. She. Um, <laughs> I she, love how you knew exactly who I was talking about. <laughs> I know all of like it's really crazy, but like I know all of like my cats that I care for. I know all their yeah. names. Like it's insane yeah. that I know all of them. But um, yeah, Greta. She sits there and she waits for me to fill up her cup, and I put her. <laughs> So cute. <laughs> I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the stuff that we get to do and bring that client into yes. that. And you know, you could have chosen yeah. to take a photo of something else Greta was doing, but you knew that that was important because yeah. that's what Greta yeah. does, right? <laughs> that's her thing. That's Greta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's making it's making the humans part of that pet care experience that we we right. know we're providing that amazing experience to their pets. We have right. to remember that the the clients, the humans are they're they're just as invested in this as as we are, if not more so. Absolutely. Yes. You've been doing this for, you know, a full time for a full year now, right? And uh-huh. so what are your what are your plans in the future? Oh, I have so many plans. I just need to get them all down on paper. No. Uh <laughs> I I mean, I'd love to in the future uh, hire some employees. Um, I just know that I'm going to be very diligent about who I'm hiring. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't have a timeline for that, but I am getting quite busy. And so it's a lot for one person to handle um, with as many clients as I have now. And I'd like to expand um, to different areas. Nashville's growing so much and it's crazy and traffic is crazy. And so it would be a lot uh easier on me living uh I'm in the city basically um to have some other employees that I could send to some of these uh travel 
clients that I have uh, yeah. that are they're living closer to them would be be very helpful. Uh, can can I recommend maybe a um, a Spotify channel with cat songs? Maybe maybe that's on oh the, I would on love the... that I would love it yes <laughs> yes um, yeah and I I mean I would love to do to get into more um, fostering on the side too. Okay. Um, I I worked for or I volunteered at the shelter that I got my older cat at for a while um, for about a year and then when I rescued October out of a car, that's my little cat. Um, I fostered her because I wasn't really sure if I was going to keep her or not. Cause I was a little stressed with my other cat. Uh, I was like, I don't think she likes her. I don't know. Oh, um, yeah. but I really enjoyed that experience. And I, you know, there's never enough fosters in the area. Um, we had the craziest kitten season ever here. So if I could get into that as well, that would be amazing. Lots of exciting stuff going on. And you know, that, 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 that growth phase, deciding how you want to do that, when you want to do that, like that's, that's a, a lot of time. And it's one of those that you, you, taking your time will be the biggest, the single best thing you can do on that, right? Not pulling that trigger too early or jumping the gun on anything, but going, there's a time and place and I can do this in a, in in an intentional way, right? Like you said, like, I'm going to be very picky about these people that I bring on. Yeah. Because it's, it's your company, it's your reputation. And, you know, I don't want to hire just somebody who isn't, I mean, nobody's going to ever be as passionate about your company than yourself, but I want people that are also passionate about pets and cats in general. Um, yeah. that are really excited to do this as a quote unquote job, which yeah. I don't really feel like it's a job. It's, you know, petting kittens and playing with them all day, but it's, it's of course more than that. But, um, everyone yeah. always says, Oh my gosh, that's like my, that's my dream job. That's amazing. So, um, it would be really great to have a little team of people that I could really trust and rely on. Yeah, it's not a we don't feel like it's a job, but it is a lot of responsibility. And that's <sighs> <For> sure that's <laughs> that's that's hard to get across to yeah. to not just potential clients of like because I right. know people you know, may say, oh you're just a whatever, whatever. But it's like, no, let me tell let me walk you through this. But also yeah. to people wanting to come work for us or, or when we start talking to people about this kind of position of going right. uh, like it I don't think it's like it's not a normal job, but it's a heck of a lot more responsibility than you probably expect. And trying to communicate that in a good way is it's it's difficult. It really is, and I don't think people realize how like sometimes you can be very um, mentally drained doing this because it's oh. a lot of thinking about did I do this? Did I lock the door? Did I do this? Is the cat okay? Like, did I you know make sure and give them medication? Did I do this? Like, it's just a lot of that, and you're like, okay. I made sure everything was done, but you know, you just always, I always second guess myself. Like, did I really lock that door? So that's why I started like taking a picture or videoing that I did lock that door so that I can look back later and go, Oh, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, you know, freaking out at three in the morning going, Oh my God, I hope that cat's all right. I hope, I hope I really locked that door, which. I usually do, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and it doesn't ever stop. Like I just, just so you no. know, like you'll, you'll always have those things where like, did yeah. I, did I, did I? So that's mm-hmm. a actually conversation we have with our employees of like, Hey, have you had any dreams about open doors lately? And they'll be like, Oh my yes. gosh, yes, I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I do. I'm like, Oh, it happens. It's, it, it's sorry. That's, that comes with the territory. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just like, Oh, here we go. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we wouldn't, if we, if we didn't care, we, we wouldn't have, those kind of, you know, crazy thoughts at 3 a.m. <laughs> well, 
Carrie Ann, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I've thank really, you. I mean, I've I've so enjoyed our conversation. Uh, you know, I know it touched on some heavy stuff, but it's important yeah. to do that and to have that preparedness, have those conversations with clients, and then us be prepared and 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 making that business what we want uh, for for the season that we're in. I think that's just so critical. So I, I'm I'm so thankful for your your time today and. Um, for listeners who want to follow along with your work, see some adorable photos of cats and some really clean litter boxes. Yes. Um, how, how, <laughs> how, how, best can, how best can they do that, Carrie Ann? Um, so they can visit my website, NashvilleKittySitter.com, and they can message me on there. I also have Instagram, same name, at NashvilleKittySitter. And then I also have a Facebook page, but I'm not as active on there. But uh, Instagram, that's that's my spot. Um, where I do most of my communicating, but you can also email me, uh, nationalkittysitter at gmail.com as well. Um, and I also have a phone number. It's listed on, listed on my website. It's my Google business number. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Ann, again, this is just so much fun. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, you coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. How seriously do you take your business? Do you take it seriously enough to input some policies and procedures in place to make sure that you vet appropriately the people coming into your business to use your services? Whether that's cancellation policies, booking requirements, or meet and greet fees, you decide how you want to set that up. Because remember, we are not for everybody, nor should we be. And that means that our policies, our procedures, our onboarding process should be set up such that we filter out the people that are not good fits. And then once they are a good fit and they do use our service, we can wow them over and over and over again, because it's not just that we are exceeding their expectations, we're meeting them exactly where they are. We want to thank today's sponsors, Time to Pet and Pet Perennials, for making today's show possible. And we really want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll be back again soon. (laughs) 